Welcome back to another episode of the Black Create Connect podcast. And for those that are potentially listening for the first time and don't know what the podcast is about, why it's called Black Create Connect, well, it's where I kind of connect with amazing black entrepreneurs, professionals that are just doing incredible things, that are creating income, creating opportunities. And today I have, I'm really, I say this about every single guest because I'm excited about every guest that I have, but I'm genuinely excited because I've had a special request from the listeners so I've listened to you guys okay and I've got Alfred Jade here who is a award-winning property investor entrepreneur he's raised over two million um, for property development yeah yeah which is sick Alfred like big you up hello 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 I was not expecting that energy but I like it no we need to come in with the energy you know this is what it's this is what it's about but how are you I'm good man I'm good how are you I'm good. As you can tell, I've got a lot of energy today. So you definitely do. So- I, 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 need, I need to step up early, but Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get so there. we're going to in- interject. For those that don't know, no one's going to know this unless you went to our uni, but we went to uni together. Yeah, but we yeah. didn't really talk in uni though. No, no, no. We you just yeah. kind of just saw each other. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what did you actually study in uni? I'm quite curious. Aerospace engineering. What? Yeah, engineering. Engineering. Keep it simple. Engineering. Why? Because I, I, you know what, when I was, I think when I was going into uni, I I had this ambition to become a pilot. So as a pilot, you have to have, it's good to kind of learn about how planes work and stuff. And engineering was the closest thing. So the thing I actually, the subject I actually picked was aerospace engineering with pilot studies. Um, So that's what I went into uni, wanted to do. Okay. Um, And then found out that it costs a lot of money to learn how to fly. I thought, okay, okay, I have to scrap that bit. So I just ended up just doing, Aerospace engineering alone. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. That was the reason. So one of the things that I like to do when I get guests on here is yeah. um, not just go straight into what they're doing now. I like to understand their journey. Yeah. Like yeah. what's kind of led them to like doing what they do today. Yeah. So kind of going back a bit, obviously I don't, I don't know nothing about you. Like where was you raised? Like what what was your upbringing like? Like run us through your upbringing. Yeah. So I was born, I was born in the UK, mm. um, but then I went to live in Ghana with my grandma so I was about the age of 11. So my my, my youth was, what's well, my youth? My, I don't know, what would you call up to 11 year old? I don't know, whatever. Not, not toddler, the one after that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just call it after 11, child. after yeah, after a yeah, child. But my child was basically brought, like bringing, upbringing in Ghana. So I kind of, I think it was kind of a good thing in a way of, I got exposed to like what it's like in Africa um, mm. Obviously, there's, there's the wealthy people, there's poor people, like seriously, like there's poverty as well. So you kind of mm. get exposed to all the types of extremes. Mm. Um, how how were you raised? Was you raised on any extreme at all? No, we just a normal. We're not like we weren't rich. We're like we're not. I'm not from my parents or family aren't like from. I'm not from a rich family. We're just normal people. Like okay. just work for a living, make some money. Okay. Um, and and that's really it. Like just get a good education, get a job, and then just work till retirement basically okay okay um, so when you was that age when you was in Ghana and, and everything when you came back to the UK was that your choice or were you kind of told okay it's, your time's up now it, it was actually a funny story like so I actually left Ghana to come to the UK for like a, a holiday um just to kind of see see the UK mm. and obviously my mum was living here so the reason because I lived in um in Ghana and my grandma and my mum lived in in the UK, my dad was in Ghana as well. Mm. Um, so when I came to visit, and mom was like, "Do you want us to hang around instead of going back?" And I was like, "Hang around, you know." <laughs> I was like, so obviously, 
Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I'm, I'm, Brit- I'm technically British born, so I, yeah. I had a British passport, everything. So it was just, I think obviously when I was younger and her like working a lot and stuff, it would have been hard for her to look after me mm. while I was trying to earn a living as well. So it was like the best way for her to do it was to take me home where I was living with my grandma and my auntie mm. and actually one of my, my, my cousin as well. Um, so we actually grew up together and we came, I came, I came before and she came, I think, I think after two years, after, now she's just, just her in the house with grandma and auntie. So she came like maybe like three years later mm. um, to the UK as well, um, just to live with her dad. So what was that change like for you? Because I've interviewed quite a few guests on here that have like kind of grown back, grown back home and they've yeah. come here and the experiences obviously vary, but it's a big adjustment. What was that change like for you? Well, one, definitely the weather is freezing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a freezing cold country. Um, but to, obviously, I was more excited because obviously everyone back in Africa kind of glorifies the Western worlds yeah. in Europe. Um, so obviously seeing these big buildings and these nice things and all this stuff looked amazing. Met some, I connected with my neighbor as well, like got along really well. Mm. Um, so it was like, it just looked like fun. Mm, and also mm. as a kid at that time, you're just trying to have fun, meet friends and stuff. So it was, it was a good transition. It wasn't like even a hard one, to be honest. Like it mm. was, it kind of, I got put into primary school, um, literally up the road. So, so it, was, it was straightforward. Kind of, yeah. It wasn't like yeah. any struggles or anything like that. It was just, yeah. Did you have any idea as to what you wanted to be when you were that age or what, what you wanted to do? Any interest? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I knew that at 11, um, but I certainly knew it coming out of sixth form. Okay. Um, I think, I don't even know if I, what my ambitions were as a kid. I just, the last thing I can remember anyways was me wanting to like be a pilot. Be a pilot, yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know what, at what age that came to fruition, but um, it was just, yeah, it was just my mind definitely leading out, leading out of college. Yeah, and do you, fun. do you remember having any particular influences or massive life changing things that happened to you growing up that really contributed towards I guess, who you are, your mindset today? Um, I think exposure. Most most of the things, the way I've kind of come across things or learned things or just, I think it's, it's all come through exposure, whether it's a form of being in certain groups um, or friendships or like different people traveling. Traveling is the biggest one, biggest influence um, in terms of exposure. And, and but that's kind of, when you're older though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was younger, I was, I grew up in, <laughs> in, in Southeast London. Um, I, I saw a lot of things that you have to be street smart. You couldn't just yeah. be anywhere and everywhere. And yeah, you have to know what you're doing. Um, cause the roads were the roads. Um, but it's that, I never, I never really kind of got myself mixed up in that stuff. Like, I, I was always fearful of like getting in trouble and all that stuff. And my parents and stuff in like African household, you can't be seen to be getting involved in these, or in any household, you should be seen to get involved in. <laughs> to be fair, you seemed really well behaved. Like yeah, in uni I, especially it, as well. Like you just seemed just silent, no trouble, no trouble, no problem, focus, that's it. Yeah, I, just, I came to get a degree, get a good job afterwards and have fun. That was like literally for me, like leaving home. Yeah. Obviously it's an experience in itself to basically live by yourself um, and kind of, yeah, look after yourself pretty much. And uni, uni was massive. Like uni, I, I connected with a lot of people. I've got, because of uni, one, I've traveled the world, I've traveled, the world, I've traveled to other countries because I've got friends that 
I met in uni who are going back to Australia, Canada, whatever. You met um, Australians and Canadian in Hertfordshire University. Like India, I've been to India because of I've been to something. I've been to several countries because of people that I met at in uni. uni. Yeah, 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 no, you used uni correctly. I'm here. Go, <laughs> I'm here going to bachelors and forum and missing lectures, and you're here connecting with people from all over the world. That's incredible. Yeah, because I think the engineer. I don't know, maybe in the engineering world. Anyways, there was a lot of um, international students. Right. So you have people from Africa, even Nigeria, whatever, South Africa. So I've got like South African friends. Again, all these, literally, I can, I think every, I have a friend in every continent from uni, for sure. That's incredible. Um, so yeah, uni was massive, massive for me. That's um, incredible. Yeah. So when you were, when you were studying in uni, obviously you managed to balance making all of these different friends, studying, and still kind of having your, because I know. <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Your other friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. Very well balanced. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I always believed in having different types of groups of friendships. So I have my my engineering guys, like my guys I study with. Mm. Like the guys I study with, I don't know the guys I go out partying with. Um the guys that I kind of chill, play games with or whatever. I'm not again, it's like a whole different group. Like I have I'm well, I guess I just I just know what group to kind of go to when I need to do certain things. Um, mm. Don't get me wrong, like even I've been out with the guys I studied with, but the point is they're not really party people. Mm. Yeah, they go, they go out once in a while, but I've got the hardcore like every week. We're going out, oh, there's mm. a rave today, let's go here. Mm. There's a, a uni rave in Leicester, whatever, let's go, let's go, let's go Leicester for the weekend. Mm. So I had that kind of friendship. So I, I've always had different types of friendship groups for mm. whatever purpose. Um, Why do you think that's important? Or do you because it's 100% important because you can't do everything with every, like, not to kind of like, for example, my, my the guys I, I studied with 24 seven mm. during like exams and stuff, mm. like they're not guys that, I don't want to say not to have fun, but like they're not my, we, we couldn't go out. We can go, we can go out for a drink, whatever. That's mm. casual stuff, but like mm. a night out, they wouldn't get it. Like it just wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. Mm. Um, so I feel like you have to have different, you have to be smart. I feel like mm. the reason why I had those circles is because I knew they all served something. And mm. if you're not using them, if you just have the, a friendship group, that's just, one they just all go out yeah. no one's pushing to even say go study like they just all they all they know is let's go out let's have fun let's speak to girls let's let's, let's mess around yeah um so you kind of have to just shift from time to time to when it's appropriate basically you seem very disciplined in that i, I think i'm a i would say i'm, I'm, I'm a disciplined, disciplined person yeah, yeah yeah you seem very disciplined um it's just if you want to like do things in life i feel like you have there has to be a certain level of discipline in you um because Especially in this in this current day and age, like I feel sorry for mm. the young ones. Our time, like we wasn't exposed to a lot, like TikTok, Instagram. People have yeah. seen people doing lifestyle stuff, Dubai, whatever, Greece, having it's great time. It's mad. Even do you know what? It's crazy because even the other day I was talking to um my girl. We we're just voice noting back and forth, and then we're both like, oh, we're so stressed we need a weekend away. And then we're like, and the thing is these times we just come back from holiday and we're like, imagine our parents like back in the day, they didn't, they used to wait years before they used yeah. to go on a holiday. You know, like the, the way life is now and the things that are accessible, you're right. Like it's so much has changed. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many distractions. Like mm. I feel like that's why I feel like there has to be a certain level of discipline within each individual. Because mm. if no, you just get drawn into so many things. Like, mm -mm. like, like you've got the nine to five stuff, people are taking a dig at it, saying, oh, come out of it do a create a business and mm. uh, in the business world there's so many opportunities in business someone's selling you amazon um drop shipping, drop shipping yeah um stocks and shares crypto yeah property yeah like, there's so many like 
And it's like, where do you, how do you yeah, focus? Yeah, yeah. And then TikTok makes it worse as well. Like, it's, I feel like it's damaging each person's attention span because like you can, you're literally, if you can't, if, if, if you can't get hooked on in the first two seconds, you're scrolling past. That's and so it's, true. it's it's damaging everyone's kind of attention span as well. So like, yeah. it's a bit of a dangerous app. But anyway, yeah. that's, that's another subject. That, I know, that's a, that's a completely separate. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, but it's, it's important to mention that. So when you finish university, so you graduated, you want to be, become a pilot. Yeah. But when you graduated, was that the point where you said, I don't want to actually be a pilot anymore? No, I, I knew like year, I think year one or year two of uni, because they start to talk about, okay, we need to go on to America because that's where it's probably the cheapest to do the lessons. And then that's when they hit you with the, oh, it's 20K um, for the summer. I'm like, 20K for summer? Like, being a pilot's expensive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, and you can, also the idea was you, you'd fly out to America for the summer and literally every day and you wake up, sleep, flying all the time um, and just to rack up as many hours as possible. Mm. Um, and I was like, look, I, I don't, I don't, I've never seen that kind of money before. How can I even afford such a thing? Mm. So at that point I had to drop it. And yes, that's the point you had to, I think year two, you had to decide if it's gonna, you want to do it mm. or not. So I dropped that element of it. Um, so. And then what did you continue studying? No, the same same thing. So it was aerospace engineering with pilot studies. So the idea right. was you, you, you learn in the core engineering principles and then you have the pilot studies, which, which the element of that was just the summer trip to America um, and getting your license, your PPO license. Okay. Yeah, okay. Private pilot license. Yeah. Okay. So when you dropped that, did you have any, I guess, idea? Were you just trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do next? Like, what was your plan? Yeah, no, so I just, I was obviously doing engineering Um what I did realize is I did not want to become a technical expert. So a lot of the engineers kind of geek out about technical solutions and getting very like, they're very into the solutions and very, very technical with you and like, mm. I'm not into this. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of saw myself as I want to manage engineers. Mm. So my master's, um, yeah, so I did a straight master's. It's basically, I don't do it. I don't have a BNG, a bachelor's, mm. I just have a master's. It's a four year degree. Right, you didn't do an undergrad. Yeah, so basically the way it is, is so in engineering, most if you do engineering, you know what I'm talking about. So there's a BNG, so Bachelor's of Engineering, and there's an MNG, Master's of Engineering. And all it is, is that um, as opposed to kind of ending on the third year and getting the Bachelor's of Engineering, you're just going one more extra year to do the Master's of Engineering and you just have one oh, Master's. Oh, I have, see. So that's what you did. Yeah, so, well, so technically speaking, I have a Bachelor's and a Master's, but on paper, it's just an MNG, they call it MNG, it's okay. Master's of Engineering. Okay. Um, so my final year, I decided I wanted to manage um, a group of engineers. Mm. Um, and that's why I leveraged to be able to get my job. So coming out of uni, which I was fortunate, like I think two months, maybe no, two months, after, a month after my exams, mm. I landed a contracting job at Jagger Land Rover as a project manager. So After uni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was- As a project manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, because the way I sold it, do you know how do you know how many people are struggling as grown adults <laughs> and you just finish university and you're coming to take that's amazing how so basically I, it's kind of a cheat code so basically I, I i kind of studied okay how do we first we have to study how to write a good cv that's one thing mm. and i realized that so for example the final year i was a project manager yeah. I kind of literally made that as an experience. I literally wrote on the thing, worked at the University of Hertfordshire as a project manager, managed 12 engineers and kind of talked about my project manager attributes and how that relates to the job I'm about to apply for. So in terms of getting getting into the seat, the job is to literally turn the job description into a your skill set in terms of what yeah, you've done. Yeah. And that gets you into the seat. Obviously when you get in the seat, that's for you to then sell yourself when yeah, you're yeah. being interviewed. So the guy actually, so Ian, I would say shout out to him because he's literally 40K salary, like, 
I like out of uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, for me, it, it was it was mind blowing. One and two, I think the job role was maybe advertised at maybe twenty five pound an hour. Okay. And he thought, and me, this this kid obviously he's 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 has some sort of experience through managing yeah. um, a group of twelve people and deliver a, a component a product. Um, so let's 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 basically downplay it. So he's like, okay, we can take a chance on you. Well, we're going to take a chance on you. Yeah. And we'll probably give, I think twenty two an hour. Um, that's what I ended up signing up to. Um, so it's like you save three pound an hour, which obviously for the companies are saving. And, and on the plus side, it, they're getting someone that can potentially do the job. Yeah. So it's like you know, let's try it out. Like if it doesn't work out, what's could we turn your contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what the deal was, and yeah, it worked out. I was there for five years, pretty much. Um, five years. But I kind of moved across and and more as well. Um, what level? My time. What level did you get up to in Jaguar? No, so I just, so I, cause I'm a, I'm technically a contractor project manager. So I just, I did engines as my first um, project management role. Mm. And then I came out of that to went to special vehicle operations. Mm-hmm. And that was more like accessory products on the cars that you get. So like your wheels mm. and your body kits, um, paint even. Mm. So I got into that space. Mm. And again, you're kind of just seeing, literally the role was seeing uh, a, concept, a concept through to delivering it mm. into manufacturing the internet manufacturing world and make it a mass product. Um, and, and that's what it was. It was, it was, it was good. I Were these cars you were working on, was it like like technical, like digital products? No, so it was, so one was the engine. We literally had to design an engine or manufacture and get, get it from concept all the way to manufacturing okay. in the plant, which then obviously once the engine's ready, goes into the vehicle. So our, our sole responsibility in that company or my role was to get that engine into mass production. Mm. And then obviously there's other areas in the company as well that deals with the vehicle, the body, all of that stuff. Mm, so mm. all together, we're, we're all building that vehicle that's on the roads that revokes, uh, Range Rovers, whatever. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was great. Like this is a big, this is a big deal as well because this is their first ever um, engine they developed themselves. Okay. Previously they were, they were buying it from Ford uh, to put into their vehicles. And you were involved in yeah, that yeah, process yeah. as a graduate from university. Yeah, it sounds mad, but it's not as mad as you, because again, everyone, this, this is the thing. So as a project manager, I was never a technical expert. I didn't even do automotive. Auto, automotive is that space. So vehicles are it's automotive. I did aerospace. So I'm, I'm into planes. Um, so that's what I learned. Mm. But the principles are still the same. It's mm, still engineering, mm. still engineering product. Mm. Philosophy is all the same. So it's just now, rather than playing, you're talking about cars. Um, so I had to actually learn a lot about, any, I, I, I wasn't, a, I like cars, but I don't know anything about cars. I had to go and learn what a crankshaft was, pistons. On the job, right? Yeah, so like literally in my spare time, I'd yeah. go on YouTube, how does the engine work? Um, what are the components of an engine? Because I didn't, literally I didn't know anything. So I had to learn. So, because it, it makes you more informed when you're in meetings, when the, the engineers are getting yeah, very, very technical yeah. about what it is they're doing. To kind of know, okay, what's he talking about? If someone's talking about what's a crankshaft, uh, there's an issue with a crankshaft. You don't know what crankshaft is, and how do you yeah. guide? You can't. So um, it, it was, it was, it was kind of a steep learning curve. Again, the company has so many acronyms and so many codes because again, they worked on stuff that were kind of confidential, so you couldn't. We, we like all the vehicles that you guys see on the roads. It's like there's like code names in 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 inside the JLR world. Yeah, yeah. So like they vote, I can't remember the numbers now, like this weird numbers, L461 or 460. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we called all these things like different names. So you kind of speak about it and nobody knows, knows what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, it was interesting, interesting days, I can't lie. So at what point then in that five years, did you then gain an interest in the property? It was, it was, it was just simply, so I think year, so year one, obviously I'm, 
gassed. I'm on 40K. I'm laughing. I'm just, literally, I'm just enjoying myself, going on holidays. Um, then obviously, like, I think after year one, I'm like, yeah, cool. We've had our fun now, settled in. Yeah. Cool. What's next? Like, how do we level up? And then for some strange reason, that was the first time I ever searched, like, what's my own potential? So even before selecting what it is I wanted to do, I didn't actually look what's my own potential. A lot of people don't do this. Mm. You just go to uni and just yeah. come out and try and find a job. It's something so backwards. I feel like you should actually look at whatever you're about to study, what jobs does that entitle yeah, you to, yeah, one? Yeah. And two, what's the max earning you can get in that role? Because if, if you're going to go through all that trouble to get that degree, which then builds you to get this job, you want to know what you're about to get into. Mm. There's a there's a good, I don't know, whatever salary you're happy with. Yeah. There's a good end to it, basically. Yeah. For that time investing in that career. So, yeah, I searched a senior project manager in Automotive World, like max 150. And that's like 10 years plus of experience. I'm like, I'm not about to sink 10 years of my life into something to make only 150 grand. I, I perceived 150 grand to not to be a lot of money. Mm. Like you can spend 150 grand a year and mm. especially taxes, 40% of that's gone. Mm. So what are you really left with? If you've got kids, you're trying to have a nice life, go on holiday, mm. treat everybody, blah, blah. Then you've got your parents getting old, mm. you have to look after them. Mm. Like come on, 150 grand, don't even cut it. Um, so it was just literally that realization and like, okay, this clearly isn't the vehicle I need to be in. So mm -hmm. what other opportunities are there out there? So it was like, for me, it was, I remember talking about uni, like, oh, I'm going to buy some properties as I kind of progress my career. Mm -hmm. Just maybe one every two years or three years, whatever, mm -hmm. I'll buy one. And so at the time I get to my end of my career, I might have a few properties that provide me income. Mm -hmm. So now that's my kind of my income source. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I fell back on that to kind of say, hey, look, look, what does it mean to actually buy property? What does it mean to invest in property? And yeah, it was start to go on seminars, free seminars. Is that how you got started in in gaining your knowledge? So someone, because yeah. a common question that I got from a lot of listeners was, how do you get started in property investment, property development? Is that the starting point, going to seminars? Yeah, so there's several things. There's, there's, there's content. I think we're in a world where we're so fortunate, there's so much information, yeah. but it's kind of a, a curse and a gift at the same time mm. because there could be conflicting information mm. because of different sources that are providing that information. So yeah, there's YouTube videos on getting started in property. There's podcasts literally dedicated to teaching about property investment, sharing people's journeys and how they've got to where they are. So you can learn through that as well. There's books on the subject. Okay. So for listeners, that's helpful, but it's not helpful because they're okay. going to be like, okay, but still how? Like where, like where, like where do I start? Yeah. So I can educate myself. I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times, sometimes... Um, I find that a lot of talks, podcasts, they keep redirecting you, but they don't give you the actual answers. Because think of it this way, it's so hard to, even, even, even in a, not even explain, even in a course, it's so hard to, you, you, people think they're going to go to a course and learn everything about property investment. Yeah. The answer is, it's impossible. Yeah, okay. There's, there's no way in hell, no course out there in this world okay. can teach you every single little detail you need to know about property investing. Um, and actually, this is why I even created my mastermind because there's this element of like you leave the you leave the you leave the course, you have questions. When you start actually implementing the stuff you've learned, and again, you only retain twenty percent of what you've been taught, and that's facts. Anything yeah. you try and read or whatever, learn up, yeah. retention is very low. Yeah. So if you haven't got to, if you haven't got a community or a network where you kind of go and let's say like, oh, how do you do this? Or yeah. I'm trying to negotiate this deal. The seller's been a bit funny. Or or the, the bridging yeah. lender is not lending me the money because they need this document signed. Is this right? Or oh, solicitor yeah. needs to, it's charged me X amount. Is this right? Like you, you can't, yeah, course okay. one, is it a course exactly, is going to teach yeah. you how much you should be paying for certain things. Exactly, yeah. So there's an element of you know, you're constantly developing yourself. You're constantly trying yeah. to be in the right rooms. 
you're constantly building a network. So hence why there isn't like a, oh, go do this and that's Okay, it. that, that it makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. It's a variety of different things. So all these things I've listed, you're going to have to do all these things. I've done all these things yeah. um, to get to where I am, unfortunately. And I've been on courses, all the content absorbed. How long did that take though? How long did you go to seminars, courses um, before you started? Before you Yeah, made yeah. so it was about two years. Wow. So, and, and again, it's just a harsh reality. Like people don't, people think they're going to get into property and tomorrow they can buy a property. And don't get me wrong, you can, I know people that did do it. I think for me, I, I got distracted from the point of view. This is where the whole world destruction thing. So yeah. I went to a course called Creative Finance and it was about the principle about borrowing money right. cheaply and being able to use that, invest, reinvest that money to make more money, basically. Um, so it's about offering opportunity to people that potentially just save money and don't really do anything with their money. Where you've got an idea, you can go use the capital and, yeah. and make more money. So that's, I literally said, okay, this, for me, that was like light bulb moment. I was like, okay, I know a lot of people that need money to do things. Mm. And if I have access to capital, which I did for the people I worked around, so like, okay, I can go and bridge the two. I will be the middleman. I will go and borrow money from X person. I will utilize that money with, in effect, a business partner, or someone I'm partnering up. And we did events. So all the university events, I used to, used to get artists performing and stuff. I would basically borrow money to the promoter. They would go and hire the uh, at uni. Not not so not not um, where I was working, Coventry. So Coventry Warwickshire, um, I, I, like she partnered up with a promoter. So question. Yeah. When you go to these individuals to ask for their money, yeah, what's the approach? What's the relationship you have with them for them to then say? And what's the amounts you're asking for? Yeah. So when I was first first starting, it was little, like five, ten grand, fifteen um, grand at max. Like I think maybe yeah at the beginning, but the, again, it's positioning. So the positioning is a lot of people just save money in banks. And the reality is your interest rates on that money is ridiculously low. Mm. You're not even, you actually, your money's eroding by leaving a bank account. Mm. So the opportunity here is, would you be interested in earning six to 10% per annum on your money? And in most people's cases of like, I've never seen that kind of return because I, the banks are offering one point, less than 1% a year on my money. Mm. So someone coming to me and offering six, 10%, Obviously, people can get skeptical, like, oh, is that even real? Exactly, that, yeah. So that, 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 was, that, that conversation comes up. But then again, it's about you as an, so people only, people, I see people invest in you. Not, forget the business, the idea, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, if I'm going to invest money in someone, I'm, I'm judging the person I'm giving the money to because I need to know what their work ethic is like, what their ability to, be able to overcome problems is like. Yeah. That's what I'm judging because they're, they're the ones going to go steer the ship. Without them, there is no creation of wealth. There is no creation of that return doesn't exist. So when, so the first time you ask for money from someone. Yeah. Were you ever thinking like, what if I don't actually get the money back? Did you, did you ever have that? Doubt I'm like, you have nothing to lose. If people are so fearful of, of, of putting themselves out there, like, this society is so weird. Like, okay, if you're, if you're, it's like, it's like, this is why the beggars ex exist in my, 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 my mind anyways. They're not, they're not shy to ask everybody and everybody you see on the roads for money because they're desperate. They, they need to they need to make a little like need, they need to make money like when you're pushed into a corner you do whatever it takes to do you know i mean to, to to get to get the end result mm. so for me this was an opportunity for me to earn extra income so i'm like i'm trying to i'm because the motivation for me to even go and look at property and stuff was the whole point i wanted to make more money, more money young so I'm like okay i can there's an opportunity here where if i can get hold of 15 20k 15 to 20k I can go and make X more money, which mm. then provides me more income. And these are like short-term loans, like two to three months. So with these individuals that you were getting money from, were these bridging loans, by the way, or were these like- were Oh no, these are, these are personal loans. So personal. Like if you, I can ask you like, you've got 10 grand, you want to get 5% on your, I don't know, whatever number I want to mention. Um, and you've said, yeah, you you do. But obviously I don't, I'm not going in. 
So to, I was going to people that I already had, really had established relationships with. Okay. So it wasn't like strangers. I just, yeah. You know, the stranger stuff, interacting with like strangers and stuff and getting money off them that came out later on. But in terms of the event space, it was people that I already knew. Okay. So like this were like work colleagues, family, friends, um, people that I just knew potentially have some money around them. Don't really do anything with their money, just just natural savers. And they see the benefit of potentially, because they, they're gonna, and they, they trust me. So I think the element of being able to get money of anybody is they need to know, like, and trust you. There's those three things. If you can take those three boxes, generally speaking, someone will give you money. Yeah. Um, especially if they know you're motivated and you're driven to kind of get the result. Okay. They will look to like back you. And th that's what a lot of people kind of, you're, you're going out there to, to basically find someone who's going to financially back you. Because once you have financial backing, like the world, in my opinion, is yours. You can do what you want. I agree. And do you know what's crazy? Um, it's like that light bulb is coming. Like it hasn't dropped completely with me, but it's coming because I had for this podcast, I had a couple of companies say they'll um, sponsor and they'll do this. And I would say, wait, <laughs> but I would say, wait, don't really. He was selling out them. So I'm like, I can't. The, the offer needs to be so insane that I can't say no. Is that, and that's but, but, but the problem is as well, they, two people prey on people that potentially are in a situation where if they can give them a check and that's, that's, that's significant enough, they'll say yes to it. There's the whole, the whole rapper game and like music yeah. industry. You get your first deal and you're like excited from the ends. You've never seen a million pound before. So a million pounds has a lot to you. Yeah. But what you don't realize is they're about to make 10, 20, 30 million off you. Yeah. yeah and you're yeah. stuck in a shitty deal, which again, after tax, because again, at that point, you don't even set up a company. You haven't got a company. The money's going to you. Yeah. Well, guess yeah, yeah. what? 3% tax. So you're already, yeah. already done 600 grand. So tell me where's what, what you're doing. No, it's true. You know what I mean? But it's like when the opportunities have been presented and I'm like, I've never had, and I'm like, okay, what would I, I've sat down and thought, hey, what would I do with X amount of money, whether it's 30K, 40K, 50K of money towards yeah. a podcast? I'm like, I can grow it. Like I can do, it can be, it can grow. So okay, I have two philosophies. Okay, go on. If the money's too little, like for me, 50 grand, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not giving not you, it's not, it's not like, I can, I can argue you can find a way to go and sell a product or generate 50 grand of revenue. Or, By or, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So example, I, I get so frustrated when I see people give give away like 20% of the company for like 200 grand or 100 grand. I'm like, are you mad? If you if you truly, truly, and this is where, I, if I was one of those investors who were sitting across the table and you're pitching me your business and you're telling me you need 200 grand or 100 grand. And I'm like, you want to give me 20% of your company for 100 grand. I'm like, you know, 10 grand time this business is going to go to 10, 20, 100 million. I'm like, you're lying. You're clearly don't believe in your brand. Because if you truly believed your brand was going to be worth 20 million, why the hell are you giving me, what, 20% for, for 100 grand? Okay, so you're- Do you know what I mean? My 100 grand is going to turn yeah. to what? 2 million, whatever the number, yeah. But you're saying that from a perspective because you've flipped a lot of money. You've seen a lot of money come in and out. So for, for people <laughs> yeah, so, that haven't yeah, seen so that- Yeah, that, so that's, that's the problem, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, people yeah. that haven't seen that, they're going to be thinking- where can I get 50 grand from? Yeah. How can I raise that money? How long is it going to take me? What do I need? So from- I don't take a shortcut. That's what, that's the problem. Don't take a shortcut. Yeah, everyone wants, to, everyone wants things quickly done. I'm like, play okay. the long game. Some people just, just, just look at people that generate wealth. Obviously in this day and age, everything looks to be accelerated or you can make money in 10 days or you can make money tomorrow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's perceived as that and it's, it's shown as that. Okay. But if you look at people that have actually made massive amount of wealth, they took their time. It was mm. a slow game, but it was a slow and sure game. Mm. So this is why I'm like, don't just, I feel like people just kind of sell themselves out opportunities because if someone's just come and said, oh yeah, give me, let me sponsor your podcast. Because imagine now your, mm. your podcast starts getting a million, millions of views. Mm. You've now sold, if, if, I'm, if I'm smart, I'm definitely starting this exclusive agreement. 
I'm giving you money. I am the only person you can promote on your podcast. Fact. Yeah, and no, no. See, and and that's crazy. Like for me, that's crazy. No, and no. And, and exactly. Yeah, so yeah. then at that point, if if you start getting really like big yeah. amounts of audience following, yeah. You just sold it to this company for peanuts. Yeah. Because yeah. now, if you have a million views, someone will pay you potentially a million pound to, yeah. to sponsor your channel now. Yeah, That's yeah, the 50 yeah. grand you got given maybe even a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm like, sometimes if you can kind of weather it yourself and find a way to just do it for your own earned income. And I, another reason I'm so big on learning how to earn income is because when the world gets tough and you have no access to income like uh, access to income access to cash yeah that's what makes the world go around you have access to cash you can do things yeah if you can't get access to capital if you don't know how to personally generate capital then how the hell do you move forward you can't yeah, yeah. So that's what i'm big on like i admire people that are very quickly they can get up today yeah and wait literally create a product sell a product and make money yeah yeah, yeah. and i feel like those kind of people will weather any storm any climate any all this economic downturn they're talking about do you think guys i don't i don't i don't even look at it i'm like i can i can wake up today and generate money so i couldn't care prices going up so question do you only invest in property or do you do at the moment yes okay so what made you decide i'm sure you considered crypto and trading i don't know did you consider all all those different things no so i okay the reason i've got to where i am and people kind of say like how do you do all of this in such a short space of time i just stayed focused on one thing I didn't okay. get, that's what I'm saying as well. We're so, there's so many options. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with the options being available, but decide on that one thing that you want to And focus at. on it. And just focus, become the best at it and you'll kill it. Like if you can focus literally on one thing mm-hmm. for 24 months, I promise you, you will become amazing on just one thing. Yeah. The problem is not people, not, not a lot of people can stay focused for that yeah. length of time. Literally yeah. stay focused for that, for that thing. It's so true though. Um, it's so, so it's sad, but it's, that's, that's, what it, that's what it takes. Okay. Tell us your journey then. Like I want, like, I want to hear the journey from, and I'm not going to interrupt you <laughs> unless I've got a question. Yeah, yeah, question. yeah, yeah. From when you started, so the seminars, your interest, that two year period of research, right? Yeah. To when you actually started the property, because I know you said that you started getting um, loans from people that you that you knew. Yeah. But tell us your journey. So obviously the the courses I kind of want to try because it's a long, long. There's so many things that happen. <laughs> I'll try try and give as much as much insight as possible. But so obviously working, wanting to earn more money. So I was like, I'm not going to sign up to 150 grand um, on over a 10 year career. I'm not doing that. I've seen. I know again, just again, access to information, seeing what's out there there's ways where people are making 150 grand a month. So why the hell would I, I don't need to wait 10 years. So it's like, now the question is, how do I do it? And I knew v- property was a vehicle. Cause again, if you look at people that have made massive amount of wealth, mm. property is like always in there somewhere, somehow. Mm. So that was definitely a vehicle I could potentially use to, to make that level of money. Mm. Um, so I was adamant I need to get educated in this space. Mm. I, I didn't want to go in blind and try and figure. And then there's another thing as well. People are, oh, I can figure it out myself. I'm like, yeah, sure you can. It might take years though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a slow way. So for me, I invested so all my earnings from work. I was I've never been a been a big spender. I've not I don't splash money on things. I don't really spend money on clothes like that mm. or doing silly things basically. So literally the course I went on to was like like there was, there was a basic course. It was like a, a grand. So the first one was the first two hours was free. The next thing was like a basic training over a three day period. That was a grand. And Wait, then, why did you pay for the grand? Like what made you say, okay, I'm going to pay for this? Oh, because literally I heard, I heard, and I think I'm, I'm always, if I can see here and it makes sense to me logically, I'm a very logical person because I'm engineering background. It made sense to me. Like I can, in, what are you saying makes sense? So I'm willing to spend a grand on this next three day advanced training to kind of learn a bit more. And it was worth it? 
I am where I am because okay. right. okay. so okay. that's the way that's the way I see so and don't get me wrong like you can argue oh yeah maybe you didn't learn there wasn't much in there it was, it was still fluffy it still wasn't like concrete enough for you to be mm. able to go away and start building mm. an empire from that it's not and I don't think any courses out there is going to give you that there's still an element of you still putting in work still kind of mm. having conversations um, the course alone isn't enough, unfortunately. Mm. So I invested heavy into this. I, I spent 25 grand. So the, the next level up- In learning? I spent more. After now, probably 100 grand plus. On learning? Yeah, yeah personal development. Um, coaching, Do you hear mentors. this, guys? I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> Investing yourself. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but obviously I start. so my first, the first, I guess, investment into my personal development outside of like corporate world was mm. that property course a thousand pound okay then the, the next level up from that was like a it was like a mentorship program four courses which you can repeat over two years right. that was 24 grand right okay so i signed up to that and for me at that point it was it was big it was a big big deal because i was literally emptying my bank account at the time so it's kind of a scary thought but in the way i saw it to myself is look alfred in your, in your lifetime you're going to spend 24 grand on, on stupid things i.e takeaway everyone thinks you might 100%, think yeah i promise you, you, you probably spent 24 grand already on takeaway monzo shows you everything <laughs> <laughs> and it's embarrassing um, so, so yeah in your lifetime for sure that 24 grand in the grand scheme of things yeah is not a big expenditure from the point of view of if i can spend that 24 grand it actually opens doors for me to allow me to earn yeah 100 grand 200 grand a million pound exactly yeah why would I not risk that money? Yeah. Um, again, not just knowing that I'm capable of being able to earn that money again in my lifetime. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going down to zero, but it was a risk I was willing to take because I, I at, saw the at opportunity. At what point did you do this, by the way? Um, how old was you? 24, maybe. Okay. And how old um, are you now? 30? 29. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. five years ago you did that? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so then that was kind of my big insight into the world of property investment, got into network, if you like invest in property. So like now it became a very normal thing. Like, because before that, I don't really actually know before I'm thinking I don't I, I didn't know anybody like no one in my family had bought additional properties and was invested in properties yeah. so I couldn't go to my uncle or, or whatever family friend and be like oh how do you do this how I see you be doing this so for me that network was my first exposure to people that literally buy a property sell it uh, buy it rent it develop it whatever mm. um, and they do on a daily basis you can see their project and they can say come to my project you can see it mm. so that's my first first exposure to mm. that stuff and obviously being that network you're kind of taught to kind of work in your personal de development as well because it's all about yeah. your mindset. Right. Um, the information isn't enough on its own, unfortunately, because um, you have this self-doubt. Can I do this? This is tough. I'm going on viewings, not getting offer accepted. So you have to, in parallel, learning about the, the actual ways to invest in property, work on this mind and your self-belief about what's possible. Question. Yeah, yeah. What if people don't have that 24K in their bank account and they don't have any money or much money? Can they, is it is it a waste of time for them to then educate themselves in this journey? You know what, I would, I'm gonna say something wild, but I would actually go into debt for the opportunity. Because the way okay. I see it, if you can justify the opportunity being big enough, significant enough to your life, I think lots of people will, 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 will do something or will find a way to generate that 24 grand but there's loans available. Obviously, it depends on credit score and stuff. I get that. Um, but if you but have to go hustle- it's quite simple, not simple, but quite straightforward to get loans. You, you, you can get loans. You, yeah. I think if, if you're super, super, if, you're, if your life depends on it, if you had 24 hours and this test for you, to maybe test yourself up. <laughs> if you knew 24 grand was going to save your life in 24 hours- You'll find it. You find it. Yeah. So I don't, I, I want to hear all the excuses. I get it I, and I sympathize yeah. and all that stuff, but I'm sorry if it was important to you you'll find, find a way yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% um, so for me it was, it, was, it was big deal like this is this is life changing I can 
I can impact people around me. I, I can I can impact my family. I can my, my my kids to come. It's not just about me. So it was it was a simple decision from that point of view. So apart from the investing in yourself, yeah, what would you say were the main three top three takeaways you took from the learning? I know there's so much you learned, but what was the main takeaways that you took away? Um, it sounds so, I, I, everything I'm going to say now sounds so cliche and probably isn't the answer you fully expect. Think about it. It's fine. Think about it. Um, but for me, the biggest thing was exposure. Because I'm such a logical person. Okay. You can tell me you make a million pound a year, but if I don't see it, I don't believe it. Right. So like I got into rooms and I was like, okay, show me. Like literally show me. Like don't just talk. Show how, me. How would they show you? Like come to my project. Here's an account. Here's a rental income coming in. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, right. I can't now not, I'm going to company's house, look at how many companies, how many, how many properties this person's got. Okay. It's all factual stuff. So right. it's like, you can't fake, or you, you, can't, you can't fake, you can't fake this stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's like, for me, seeing is believing. And the minute I can get a glimpse of some someone I can relate to yeah. that has achieved something, yeah. I'm like, yo, my self-belief just, just flies. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I can do this as well. Yeah. He, he's no different to me. And this, this is the same principle yeah. of actually me getting a contracting job. So what triggered that was two friends of mine, they they got jobs at mm-hmm. Ford. So a lot of people kind of applying for contra- uh, graduate yeah. jobs. I'm like, graduate job, 25 grand. I didn't come to uni to spend this much money to then get wow. 25 grand. Um, I was on 18K after university. I was laughing at you. I don't know how I was, on that. No, I, I only start. for like maybe a couple months. And then I went, then I got, then I went on to 21K. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. After university. So, 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 so here, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the importance of exposure. Oh gosh. If I didn't have the friends that secured that similar 40K job to me um, in, in the contracting world, I wouldn't have even known they, known they existed. Right, right. So the reason why I got, yeah. I got, I went for that in the first because before that I was applying for graduate jobs. Yeah. But then when I saw TAC and um, I wish I was your friend in uni. Goodness. <laughs> so yeah, the minute I saw these <sighs> few friends get this these two contracts, I'm like, forget graduate jobs. I need yeah, a contract. I need yeah. to start applying for contracts. So I was applying for Ford, Jaguar, Land Rover, and just by chance I got one. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, look, this this is when I, when the interview thing came, I was like, this is literally like penny dropped. Like, oh yeah. I was like, whatever I do, I cannot lose this opportunity. Yeah, like, yeah. and now that's how like. I, I've never studied or like prepped this this much for, cause it, thing, it was such, and it's a thing, big thing for me. When you're trying to achieve things, yeah, the opportunity is big enough for you to, for you to wanna like put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's like, if it's not, it's, you're just gonna, you're not gonna do it. Mm. Unfortunately, you're just, you're just not, it's the reality. Mm. So yeah, for me, that opportunity came and I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to miss this. I am getting this job. like. I think I'd, I'd already sold myself. I'm getting this job. There's no, way I don't, there's no way I don't get this job. So yeah, and just coming back to the whole exposure thing. Yeah, so I, I got myself immersed in the property world and wanted to find people that I could relate to, that I, I can see myself in them as well, and want to see how they've got to where they are, mm. and like kind of tag along, shadow, um, be around their network, mm. and just kind of understand how they did it. Mm. And that was big for me to kind of help boost my self belief of what's possible because before that. Like I said, nobody around and me. That's important. Very, right. very important. Yeah. So exposure is the, the top tip. Number one sounds like a long-winded one. Um, two, reading. Pro, I don't, this is so insane, yeah. But I'd never read a book like uh, like a personal development book. So I was probably about the age of I was want to say twenty three. Okay. Like never, like never picked up a book in my entire like. Just literally, I hate read. I even hate reading to, to this day. I listen to audiobooks, but. Mm. 
point is I've never consumed like some sort of personal development mm. book ever mm. until the age of 23. And I feel like like my, my kids, I'm gonna, they're gonna be reading, that, forget all the fr- friction books and that serves and nobody. TikToks, them watching and- They're gonna get personal scroll, development scroll, books yeah. for their birthdays. I want them to yeah. get, get their minds. Like they, my kids are gonna have different upbringing anyways. But the thing is, the point is that book reading, mm. again, it's such a small thing, mm. but it opens the mind up. Cause again, mm. a lot of people want to get in the minds of big, big people out there. They've all written books. Mm. So if you want to get in the mind of a big personality out in the world, go read the autobiography, mm. how they got to where they are. Mm. There's a lot, there'll be loads of gems yeah. in there. Um, if you're lacking a certain areas, confidence, skill set, property investment, whatever, anything, you ha- anything you're struggling with in life, generally speaking, there's a book around that subject. Yeah, so yeah, why, yeah. Have we, why have we not ever been told to go pick up the book and actually gain the knowledge you have to overcome that that hurdle right, right. which is insane you think it's yeah. common sense but again once no, you're exposed tr- to it it's you don't true. know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a route do you know on that point i remember i, I was in spain like a couple of weeks ago and i was reading think and grow rich yeah that's been on my shelf that's, 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 that's the first shelf. yeah that's like the first like one that a lot of people recommend yeah. so i was yeah. reading it and then one of the things in there which is it's crazy that I actually haven't done this, but um, one of the things in there that I said to do is put out um, a figure that you want, how much you want to make, when you want to make it, buy, and then figure out how you're going to get there. And I was like, oh, I ain't done that bit. Like I was just putting out a figure and saying, yeah, I'll get there, you know, manifestation and all of that. And then when it said, okay, now stop and like write it down. And that's when I actually thought, and I actually changed the figure because of the plan and what I realized, what resources I needed and how much money I needed for this and what, and yeah. you know, and, t- and what time I had as well. Yeah. So when, so reading that book helped me to think that through. And I feel like there's a lot of, you're right, basically. There's a lot of, um, I guess, things that books can expose you to or help you kind of trigger thoughts into. But yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing I would say is your network. Because um, again, it's all good acquiring information, but I feel like there's, there's a level of like, you need people around you that are going to speak positive stuff about the thing you're trying to achieve as well. Um, Isn't that like exposure though? Isn't the same thing? No, so exposure is like getting to just getting to see something, getting just getting exposed to something. And network is like, these are your go-to people. So similar right, to how my network right. of people that I studied with, party with, I have a network of people that invest in property. And okay. for me, it's like, I can I can pick up the phone, speak to them, ask questions. Understood. Um, so that, that network allows you to, again, keep you moving forward. And that's, okay. that's the main thing of, of having that network around you. So for people that want to join your network, I know, is it Real Property? Yeah, it's a, it's a Real, yeah, Real Property Ventures Mastermind yeah. Group. Yeah, so um, how can people join that group? Um, so it's, it's it's a paid group. Um, it's an annual, there's, there's, you can just simply, if you go on my Instagram, there's a link in my bio, um, it takes you to the site. You can read about what it offers, what it does. Um, and then it'll, it'll, book it, it'll book you into a call with one of my team and then you'll be kind of talked to it through about what it offers and it's for you obviously um you can sign up and join us and yeah achieve stuff basically is it an annual um membership yeah yeah, yeah. how much is it it's free grand okay free grand yeah so either six months six months or um 12 months of so six months a thousand five and then 12 months is free grand and what do they get with, with that so like- loads so so first of all we do a weekly session on zoom so it's an hour hour and a half call just kind of going through questions people have around the hurdles they currently got or any challenges they're currently facing mm. i offer side visits to my projects so i get to not just because again theoretical stuff is all great but physically going to building site seeing how to renovate a building correctly blah blah, blah. talking through a project how i've designed the rooms the layouts 
why mm. things are the way they are mm. just takes us to another level. Mm. Uh, so again, that's, that kind of comes down to exposure. Mm. Um, we have guest speakers who come on as well, again, to kind of go through Q&A sessions with us, share their mm. journey mm. and show us how they've done, they've got to where they are. Mm. Uh, so we do that once a month. Mm. And also what we've done is all the sessions that we've ever, ever done, we've done over 120 plus sessions. They've all been recorded and put into a portal where you can kind of go on there, search if it's raising finance, property development, whatever. They'll just like a searchable function. It'll bring up the videos that have that this information. This sounds really good. Yeah. So it's, for me, I created because off the back of, I went to courses and I think courses weren't enough. Yeah. And what got me further and started to move a lot quicker was getting into networks, networks. Uh, masterminds. Because like, you can just bounce ideas. Like when you truly, when you have someone to go to and pick up the phone, WhatsApp message, oh guys, I'm I'm viewing this property. Look at this window. What do you think of this? Or I've got a building, building quote. Mm. Do you think this is right? Um, and as well, like just simple delivering. Like there's a guy, you just, this was two days ago. He put in a group chat, guys, just to show that this stuff is real. Alfred, is obviously I've done what I've done, mm. but it's, it's better when someone else does it as well. So this guy mm -hmm. literally sent a screenshot of a hundred grand put into his account. He's mm. never met this person before. And he just put in the group as motivation. So like, guys, just mm -hmm. show that this isn't, this isn't madness. Like mm. this stuff exists. So you t help people approach investors. Yeah, everything, everything well. around property invest investment, raising finance, like everything that comes with property investment. Okay. Um, so question. There's so many questions that I've got in my head that that through <laughs> when you're speaking, right? Yeah. Is there a limit to how many people can join this? No, no, no. There is, there's no. There's no limit. There's currently 30 members in the group. Um, okay. And I'm looking to actually scale it. So yeah, there's no. There's no limit. How big is your team that work with you? So it's it's a range of people. So like I've got I've got VAs. Everyone's kind of VA uh, commission based. I've got email marketing guy. I've got well, this. So I've got, sorry, just to kind of put into context, I've got my property business, which uh -huh. is the actual development of properties retention of properties for rental income. Yeah. Then I've got the educational business, which is the mastermind side of things. Mm -hmm. So that they're like two separate things. So like, they're not really interlinked in, in any way, apart from that, obviously it's all around surrounding property investment. Uh, so I've got teams for the, the development of pro uh, projects and stuff from solicitors, brokers, to surveyors, to building team. Yeah, That's so, worth it. Because, um, because, um, so there's, I guess without being too personal, there's people that I've, I've spoken to that have been like, let's do something joint. Let's put our money together. Let's yeah. do property development. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think that's uh, an unadvisable thing? What's the best method? So I personally haven't done any form of joint venture partnerships and is very simply because I'm very clear where I, I'm looking to be in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. And on these type of deals that I'm currently doing. So some will argue like, yeah, just I'll do joint venture on your type of deals. But for me, I know property is kind of like a stepping stone. It's it's kind of a, not a means to an end, but like there's, I'm only going to do to a certain level and then do bigger things in property as well. But as well, I'm going to be in business, but I'm looking at buying businesses and stuff. So property is just one element and having partnerships just create some sort of friction, potential frictions in the future. Right. Again, we might get into a partnership today. looks mm. great. In five years, looks great. But in 10 years, you're like, I want to sell my share. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sell the property. And you're like, well, I need my capital. And like, well, I haven't got money to give you capital. And how, right. how do we resolve that situation? So it's like, so it, that's it, a really it's, good it's the potential. It's the potential complications in the future. Okay. And for me, it's for, for, for two grand per property or a thousand five that I'm making to now be dealing with this complication. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't need that's like- That's a good shout. So I guess if you, if you have the option to avoid it, of course you'd avoid, avoid it. it. Yeah. Um, if you don't, and you literally the only way to get in is to partner up, then we're gonna you have no choice. But again, it's a means to an end. So you start off like that. 
you potentially maybe agree, look, you come in the partnership, but I, I can buy you out, whatever. So I think the main thing is getting a clear picture of how that looks like in five, if, 10, 20, 50, yeah. whatever, whatever the horizon looks like, especially if you're retaining an asset. Yeah. If you are looking at doing flips, so people kind of just buy a property, develop it, sell it. Yeah. Yeah, you can partner with any, like, not anybody yeah. as well, because the thing is you're financially linked. So do you do both? Do you do long term? And no, no, so I, I, I don't believe in selling, and people probably think I'm crazy, but I don't believe in selling property. Like, so you don't flip anything and nope. sell it. So how many do you own? I own about eight eight properties now. Um, what areas? Coventry. Everything's in Coventry. Okay, because um, I was gonna ask you what areas and stuff are best. Yeah, best mid, in. mid Midlands is where um, I invest. Literacy Center, and there's a whole strategy around that as well, and reason why I'm done on that. Um, but yeah. So with the two million that you raised, yeah, was that for all those properties? Yeah. So. The two million is it's a reference to like so obviously I've I've borrowed money, paid it back, borrowed money, paid it back. So if you kind of accumulate over time, then yeah, yeah, um, that's what that two million is referring to. But yeah, that's that's me going out, and again, I started off with kind of face to face conversations. Mm. COVID happened, um, and you had to get a bit more clever, I guess, because there was no interactions via form of personal visits and stuff. So I I, I guess at that time I'd start to kind of build my social media following as well. And, I, and again, one thing I was very good at the beginning of doing was I was documenting everything. And this is another thing as well. People, people are so fearful of putting themselves out there, what the next steps are. I told you, I've, I set my goals. I put it out there. Like I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. One, I obviously have a thing of like, I can't not do it because I put it yeah, out there. Yeah, and everyone's going to look at me, oh, I have to make it. Not that I even care. Like, yeah. But it's, that, it's that's, a, that's a good enough driver for me. Accountability. Yeah, it's an accountability yeah. in, the, in the public eye, I guess. Um, so yeah, I document my journey. So when it came to me, position myself as I'm somebody that's doing property investment. I've got an opportunity here where I can offer great, great returns. People had seen the buildup of me having mentorship calls, having, um, going to n networking events, me taking Friday off work to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday on this three day course. Um, so we're getting, we're getting to work. We're like, oh, how's your weekend? I was on a course or how's the property course? They, they, everybody knew. So mm. that kind of helped me when it came to me wanting to raise finance. It's like everybody knew, Alfred's been like really been grinding, putting in the work, going on viewings. He's documented, he's showing us good and bad. He's showing, he's showing everything. So I was very transparent yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So over time, even if you didn't know me, you kind of knew what I was up to and yeah. you, you, you knew me. So I was back to the three elements of being able to unlock finance, yeah. giving to know you, like, and trust you. Yeah. So people will get to know me through my social media platforms. Can either decide to like me or hate me. After they get to like me, that's another step ticked. Yeah. Then now through transparency and through, through, through consistency, through me documenting my journey, they, they build up trust. Yeah. So now if they come into opportunity where they have money, they're like, well, I keep seeing this guy, Alfred, he's often put investors opportunities. He's, he's showing testimonials of investors experience. Let's, let's reach out and see what he can do with this money that I've got. And that's how I've been able to kind of accelerate the finance raises. Um, so with your group that you have, yeah. do you put people in touch with investors as well? No. So <laughs> this is a is it, I mean, it's a question. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't it, know what you do. So, so, <laughs> so the way you go to see it is, even if I said to one of my, my current investors, oh, um, Alicia, uh, can, you, can you invest in someone else's, like it's, even though my word is still strong, it's still, they're going to judge you as yeah, who are you, yeah, yeah. what have you done? What's your experience? Who are you? What would you like, literally? So it's very hard to kind of transfer investors to somebody else. Right. But if you if that investor still sees your content and they see you doing and obviously they invest in me, then yeah, they can diversify by investing with you as well. Right. In another project. So 
I don't know if I've had any investors that have invested in multiple people. I'm, 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 I remember one person saying, yeah, I've invested money with you and invest some, some with somebody else as well. So yeah, some investors do that. They just, they just put money so elsewhere. Do you have multiple investors or do you have the same people you go to all the time? I've had, so the way I have, to put it simple, answer simply, I have multiple investors. Uh, people that have invested with me and kept investing years on year. Mm. And some people that have invested for like 12 months and gone on to do what they want to do um, with their money after they're going to invest back. Um, so it varies. So if people come and go, some people are stung. Like, there's, there's one lady who's kind of gone with me from investing in doing stuff in the event space, then going into property um, and then potentially now even buying businesses as well. She might she might put her money in there as well. But the point is they've kind of mm. seen the journey. They're growing with you. Yeah, they're growing with me. And I, I, make, I'm, I keep making this job. I'm, I'm, I'm paying money into his pocket. So like indirectly, I'm, I'm making them a wealthy. So, so with, the, with the investors that you work with, yeah. Um, I asked you if you use the same ones all the time. You said that there was a lady that she's invested from the events, the property. Yeah. And then she wants to do business with you. What my next question was going to be is how you approach strangers now. Where do you find them? Is it a secret? Everyone thinks it's like a magic place where you find investors. But honestly, it's about putting yourself out there and providing value to these people. If someone can see value in the opportunity you're presenting them, mm. then they're going to invest with you. Chances um, are they, they're going to invest in you. So the reason why I got to a point where I now had people that I've never, I've actually borrowed money from people, used the money, paid them back, plus the interest and still haven't met them to this date. And a lot of- met them? I still haven't met them. It's 50 grand, 100 grand. Like I've, I, still met, I still haven't met these people. And are you on sugardaddy.com? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm so serious. No. Oh, wait, hold on. How? So, because again, it's around the brand. And that's why I'm big on my, like, my... my so they'll just DM you? If, 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 you, if you go on my Instagram, you see, like, you can literally scroll back to my first, first ever picture, videos of me okay. walking around property. Uh, yeah, go, just go to, scroll to the bottom. Right. Um, you okay. see me kind of taking, doing a tour of my projects, me behind the camera, to then me starting to get confidence and getting in front of the camera. And then from me then using my phone, getting hired a videographer to now record content around property. So it, it was just okay. over, over, over time. So people are like getting to literally getting to know me like me and trust me through my social media platform right so it's like if you kind of resonated with what i was doing and you liked you saw me as a black guy doing really well want to support me i think he's a black guy right? as a guy doing well um do you know what i mean you, you just you're you're wanting, you're wanting to financially back this person because again you see the opportunity in the fact that you can earn some money through me as well as a vehicle so is it a combination of them approaching you and you approaching people yeah so sometimes i put i just put a post up so sometimes you put a post out. So just, so just, just to put a caveat on this. So you can't actually, because there's something called FCA. Um, so FCA is Financial Conduct Authority. Mm. It's a government body that basically protects people um, from investments. And so usually any kind of collective investment schemes and stuff, you have to be FCA approved to be able mm. to do that or promote even financial products. Mm. So I'm not necessarily pro promoting financial products. I'm, pro I'm promoting the fact that I'm, t I'm usually telling stories of how I've helped people get a better return on their money. Mm. And I've got testimonials of investors who've invested in me in the past. Um, but when I, when I do post, I, I kind of keep it vague. I kind of, I, cause again, you can't use the word returns, uh, percentage of returns you're offering all that stuff. So you can't publicly put that out unless you're FCA approved. So I will just say, look, anybody's got money sat there doing nothing. I want to put it to work, reach out to me, blah, blah. And again, that's off the back of me showing a consistency delivering on, on projects or showing myself 
to be an expert in industry and winning awards, all these things are helping build credibility as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was starting out, I started my immediate circle. I didn't even post online about raising mm-hmm. finance or anything like that because it's very hard. Nobody really knows who you are yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally I started work with my work colleagues because again, I knew I was working in a place where people had or one earned yeah. a decent amount of salary and two, they, a lot of the old guys were bragging about their pension pots and how much money they got, blah, blah, blah. So I knew there was money where I was. So You're it's now- smart. Is I wouldn't I don't wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm smart. Like, no, I'm you just, are. You're very smart. Didn't realize. It's not. It's not. It's not I, I still. I'm, I, I promise you because I I I have seen like gen- people that I, I I I call them like geniuses. Like they they're they I, I I'm hardworking. I wouldn't say I'm smart. Like I'm resourceful. Yeah, I'm, I, I'll give that. So yeah. I'm very resourceful. I've always been resourceful from from young. Just just been in me. Like I just know how to utilize, get things out of networks, people. It's just been a nature of me, like and that's why I've had the friendship groups. So I just, I just know yeah, how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I learned that skill, whatever, but it's just in me. Um, but yeah, so when I was first, first starting out, don't look to try and you can't. It's, it's, it's very. Don't get me wrong. You meet a stranger, they, they might want to borrow your money, they might want to financially back you after you told them what it is you're trying to do. They might give you a chance, yeah. but that's a, like a, a low, low yeah. percentage versus someone that you've grown up with, someone you work with all the time. Because again, people forget that the people you work with. They get to know you really, really well. They probably don't even know you more than some people you because you can spend eight hours a day with this person at work. Do you know what I mean? So back in t- the day, everything's remote now. So. Yeah, everything's remote now. But the point still is, even just working with your work colleagues, they they know you quite well. How you work, your your work attributes, how how you handle things in yeah. work. Generally speaking, how you handle things in work is how you handle things outside of work as well. So if they see that you're hard working, someone that's like able to overcome problems, doesn't take no for an answer, uh, likes a challenge, finds a way forward all the time. These are the attributes that people were I kind of when I was approaching them at work. That's what they're judging me on. Because even at that point, I started bought I started bought property. So it's like, what really were we judging you off? So it's yeah, we know you're going on courses, we know you've got a network, we know you've got a team around you, build a team, you've got mentorships and stuff. So that added a bit. And then I think what topped it off was how I worked, how how I was as an individual during my working hours. And that was kind of enough for them to say, well, yeah, we trust Alfred to to go away with our money and do whatever it is he's doing. Um, so that's how I started pretty much yeah okay so in regards to the process of build doing the property development yeah what are the type of properties that you look at what's what's the criteria that you check in regards to area in regards to investment are there times that you shouldn't be investing in properties like give us like a yeah um so everything big big question where do I invest where should I invest and everyone, like, I think everyone over, over, overcomplicates this, especially from London. Because London, I get it. London is an expensive city. Like, everything about London is expensive. Um, but if you lived in London all your entire life, yes, I get buying property in London is expensive. Your deposit is higher than if you were to kind of come out of the area of London. Mm. But my point is, if your end goal, and that's I'm, I'm always big on, don't just think about making money today. I'm making. I'm. I'm trying to make money in twenty years' time. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at the wider picture, not just I'm making money today. Mm-hmm. So if I'm now going to establish myself in a certain area that's away from home, mean I probably have to travel. I probably have to build a whole team out there. Mm-hmm. All that network up there. I would rather fix the problem of the capital required is too high, and therefore I need to find more money. I would fix the problem of the access to capital to be able to invest in my local area mm-hmm. or close enough where I'm not having to kind of. It doesn't seem like a nuisance to kind of go all the way there or it's too far away. Mm. Then people feel like, oh, let's go up north because it's cheap. I can get a 50K house. I'm like, 
what is that? Really, what is that really going to serve you? Like, it doesn't mm. doesn't fix a problem, mm. doesn't it? Let's be so real. Do, do you live in Coventry? Yeah, so I live in the Midlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So for me, I just invested locally. So oh. when I was deciding on what area to invest, I was like, okay. So again, look for confirmance bias. Basically, like people invest in Coventry. Coventry is a big city in terms of the student the student uh, properties, there's professional properties. Mm. There's loads of people that invest in Coventry. Look at London. Everyone invests in London. People invest mm. in Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool, whatever. Mm. All areas people invest in. Now it's understanding how do they invest in that area? What, is, mm. what does it mean to invest in that area? What's the capital required to invest in that area? Mm. And then working backwards, okay, now how do I do that? So if you're needing 100 grand, 200 grand to get, do a deal in London, now you're trying to reverse engineer, how do I get 200 grand to do a deal in London? There's one, there's one guy in my mastermind, he again had the same mindset, oh, let me go, let me leave London. And I asked this question, I'm asking like, what's your end goal? Are you wanting to invest in London in the near future? He said, yeah, I want, I want to try in the next two years, Mike. Mm. So why are you investing all your time up in middle, whatever it was in, in, in the country, up, up, up north basically. Mm. Set up a whole team, a whole network, a property base up there, all to then come back to then have to pretty much start again. Yeah, you might have learned some things, maybe accelerate the journey a bit, a bit quicker, but mm. point is just, you're coming back to start to, at zero. So rather I just figure out how do you, literally he's gone and figured out how to do deals in London. Now that's all he does. He's like, oh, thank you so much. There's no way in hell I'd go up north to do deals again. Like, Really? Yeah, so, like, so you say, keep it local. Keep it local to you. So the area question, keep it local to you and, and literally work out how do I do a deal locally to me? So you're not for abroad investing then? Because I had a lot of people ask me that question, like investing abroad. You, you can't, again, if, if it's your, look, I'm, I'm from Ghana originally. I'm not actively in Ghana, so I'm not going to do deals in Ghana just yet, yeah, unless yeah. I know I'm going to be there and I'm potentially moving there. Yeah. No point. I'm doing deals in the UK. I'm doing deals local to me because I'm now I'm here for now. If I move to another city or another country, yeah, I might look to explore um, other areas. Like a lot of people say, oh, Alfred, if you're in London, it was easy for you to say because you're in the Midlands and obviously prices are cheaper. I'm like, I promise you, if I was in London, I keep saying this, I, if I'm South East, yeah, I'll, I'll be investing in Bromley. Bromley's a great area. HMOs yeah. all day long works. Yeah. People, I know investors right now do H. I keep making jokes like, you guys are lucky I'm not in London because if I was in London, I'll be a competition in terms of yeah. trying, to, trying to secure properties to convert to HMOs. So I'm just big on like, just just don't complicate it. It might sound daunting or like it's challenging, but mm. the reality is the local issues that the easier is to just deal with, especially if you're already doing a nine to five job. So question, I've got so many, okay, again. So are you for or against rent to rent? No, I'm not actually, no. Um, Again, so the way I see rent to rent is a lot of people kind of see it as a the, the easy way in into property investment and to kind of build some cash flow, which I get. So it could be a means. Some, I know some people that create it, create it as a means to an end. So they they use rent to rent as a way to get into property, get familiar with renting properties, dealing with properties, um, build up capital to be able to do bigger deals. So I get that as a means to an end. I know people that as well have built rent to rent businesses. So i.e. they've just gone around acquiring contracts, contracts, and they, they, their plan is for them to sell the business onto somebody else and have a big exit. So that's, that's that's a great plan too. So as a business model, it definitely works. People are making millions from it. So mm. um, who am I to say, or, or, or anybody to say, oh, rent to rent is not a great strategy. Mm. All you need to understand as an individual is, is it for you? Because I say to people yeah. that do rent to rent, rent to rent is another job. You are basically in effect creating a, a lettings agency yeah. business. Yeah. So if you're not ready to do the work of dealing with tenants at 2 a.m. say I've lost my keys or boilers don't work and need an emergency contact out. But don't you deal with that now anyway? No, so I have management agent. 
Uh, so so I'm not, very, not, not a real estate agent, a management agent. Yeah, yeah. So literally they manage all my tenants. They find tenants for me. Oh, my okay. job in my property business is one, to raise capital and two, to find new properties to buy. That's literally That's it. literally everything else. Management, outsourced, um, build works, contracted out to my construction company. They do all of that work for me. Um, so obviously you need solicitors, new brokers um, to do the deal in terms of acquiring it. So but, do, you, do you always have to do work on properties or do you ever get a property that's a new build and then- Oh no, no, no. So, so I kind of answer the question around what do I look for when I buy? Yeah. I buy these, so in Coventry, I buy these Victorian homes, which are built in the 1900s, so old homes. Yeah. Um, these are residential homes, usually yeah. three, four bedroom houses. Generally have a two, two, two reception rooms on the ground floor. Mm. We'll have three on the first floor and maybe one in the loft of the converted, so for them four rooms and then two reception rooms on the, on the ground floor. And those houses are generally easy for me to then convert to six, seven, eight units. Um, I don't know, I don't wanna get very technical, but I go through a process of requesting permission to be able to convert the house into those multiple units. Um, so again, that's again, being educated, knowing how, what to do and stuff, yeah. uh, to be able to do that, because you can't just get up and do that, unfortunately. Mm. Um, there's rules around being able to do such things, but in, certain, most, in most cities anyways. Mm. So again, I, I went around seeking who does what it is I'm trying to do and understood exactly how they did it and literally replicated. And I'm not one that's big, big on this. You do not need to go and try and reinvent the wall. A lot of people think they're this genius and they want to twist things and do things in their way. And like, just do what works. Like literally just do what works. Yeah. It's been proven, it works, replicate right. and scale. That's okay. it. Um, but so yeah, for me, three to four bedroom houses and then I'll convert that. And again, I'm big on CC. What, what converting into HMOs or? Yeah, H HMOs, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm big on, in Coventry, I invest in C Centre and C Centre only. I don't look at anything outside of C Centre. Mm. And the reason being, London is a bit different because like every, London everywhere is busy. Mm. Um, so obviously Coventry, is, not everywhere is busy. Like the city mm. is busy, but then you start going outside, it's, it gets quiet, mm. quiet, quiet. Mm. Um, I'm big on the sea because I feel like whenever there's a migration into a city, where do people want to live? They want to live in the city. They don't, they don't want to live outskirts so forget london london's a special place because it's a big place there's no space anyways <laughs> you're, you're gonna take what you're given basically mm. whereas other like manchester liverpool Coventry, whatever mm. a lot of migration people want to live as close as possible to city because city center has the transport links mm. in london mm. it doesn't matter where you live you can yeah, have yeah, yeah. but in Coventry, there's some place you're even going to see a train station. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, I see so you keep it central. so central that way i know professionals i know universities there um, hotels are there, so I can I can do I can literally pivot to any strategy. So I currently do HMOs. Um, Only I, HMOs. Yeah, I do HMOs, but I can do service accommodation if I wanted to any given point. I could do um, social housing as well, so I can get the property to social housing um, person, and they would take off property off me, give me a guaranteed rent. I could even get my property out, do rent to rent if I want to. Like there's there's so many options available to me because I'm the fact that I'm in a seat center. Okay. I can choose to do students. I can choose to do professionals. Can I do a bit of both? So, but the house is entirely for professionals or entirely for students. Um, but I can pick. So, between do, the two. so, so do you tell your management agent professionals Correct. for this one? Or, yeah, 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 exactly. And then, and then they just sort everything out exactly, for you. Exactly. So, okay, what's the profit that, that that you make then? Because, like, generally per month. Because when you look, when you calculate, I guess the development cost to actually fix everything up, and then paying someone to manage it, yeah. and then any other ongoing costs as well. Yeah. What's the rough profit you get per property? So, obviously, just kind of winding back a bit. So, when you buy a property, let's say, let's put some numbers on this. Um, pick one deal. Okay, so I, I did a deal. I bought the property at um, it was through um, Right Move Zoopla. 
So Mies research was on the market basically. I I agreed to purchase at 260, so 260,000. Um, I didn't spend about a hundred grand. So these are huge refurbs. This is literally gutting the house all, all entirely. Because yeah. again, I'm, I'm big on, again, just, I keep repeating myself, but I'm not just trying to make money today. So these houses I'm buying, I want to know that I have literally guided it out, I've installed everything. I know who installed what, the boiler, the, the heaters, electrics, I know who did what. So literally any issues, I know who I'm pointing the finger out, not pointing the finger out, but I know who to go to to yeah, rectify yeah, the yeah. issue. Because I know what's important versus if I buy a house, don't do any changes or yeah. just assume, take it on from somebody else. I don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's going to break in the next few months. Because again, these properties, because I'm renting out multiple people, there's high maintenance. Yeah, so I don't want to yeah, put on property yeah. where there's leaks and there's this yeah, and there's yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you get everything sorted out when you first. And how long does that take? About, so this next next problem. So a HMO deal, so there's houses of multiple occupants, for anybody who doesn't know what HMOs are. This is basically a house share in layman's terms. Yeah. When you buy a property, it takes about two to three months to get the keys in your hands. Yeah, yeah. Then it takes about, in my case, three, four months to convert the house from what it was into multiple units, ready to be tenanted out. Um, to That's quite tenants. quick though. But people think, people want to get in a property and be in like in a deal, start making profit from it in like a month. But the reality is eight months you're in, you're now about to, you've sunk 100, 120 grand, 130 grand into a property and not seen a single penny. And on month eight, month nine, you zoom in if you can rent out, <laughs> you start, you'd start to then see money out of the property. So it's nine months of just hemorrhaging cash. Yeah. Into buildings. Like my, there's been times I'm, I'm spending like 14 grand a week because I've got multiple projects going or even 20 grand a week on just paying my builders because we've got one project here, one project there, one project there, all so need to be paid for. Do you plan out and know, okay, this is exactly how much it's going to be or do, do you have circumstances where there's like an upcut, like random cost that kind of comes in and you're like, investor, I need more money. No, 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 no. So yeah, you have to control your costs. So, so back to kind of number 260, 100, 100 grand I had to spend. We yeah. have a fixed term contract, um, which basically means that whatever we've detailed out to do in this project, it's going to cost hundred grand. It shouldn't get out okay. If the only reason why it's going to go up is if I decide I want to do extra things or I want to right, do something okay. this time, obviously the builder's going to milk you. If you come back, there's another trick. So like if you, whatever you agree, down to specification of the doors, handles, socket switches, if you start to come in, I want to change this, I want to change that. They have every right to, oh, well, we didn't know you wanted this. We, we agree that, we thought you wanted this. If you want that, we can do it. An extra five grand, please. Right, okay. So do you know what I mean? So it's just getting very detailed of exactly what you want to down to specification. If you don't do that, it's he said, she said, and you're at the mercy. You're in the middle of a refurb. You're going to start arguing your builder. Yeah. If they walk off site, you now yeah, have a, yeah, a building yeah, yeah. site. It's not complete. Yeah, yeah, so you just have yeah. to kind of deal with it. And so for me, that was big. Um, get very clear, get a contract in, sign that contract. Both people sign it. Happy days. And then another way is as well, I'm kind of mitigating my risk is I don't want to get very technical, but it's very hard not to get technical. So when I buy the property, before yeah. I even buy it, the valuer goes out and the lenders that I'm working with, they're called bridging lenders. And it's called- So you, like, get, you get bridging loans? Yeah, I get bridging loans. So it's development finance is what I use. So they loan money against the building. I send loan to value. So loan to value meaning like percentage of the property. Okay. Generally speaking about 65%. But are the interest rates not crazy high for bridging loans? It still supports it. And again, people-, people banging about, oh, but bridging loans are high. I'm like, yeah, I know they're high. If I can get cheaper loans, trust me, I'll get cheaper loans. But this is what, this is a product that's out there that serves what it's about to do. Unfortunately, you can't get a mortgage. It's actually a mortgage fraud to go get a mortgage and gut a house and 
start doing renovations yeah. on a mortgage. You actually can't do that. Yeah. You have to get consent to do anything structural to your house. Um, right. Actually, yeah. So none of these um, properties are mortgage properties. On the back end, they become mortgage because obviously right. at that point I'm now, it's yeah. now a fully operational house, got tenants in there, can now rent it out. Um, so at the end, yes, I go back and refinance and get off the bridge. So the bridge is an expensive product. Ah, but then but you get serves, a mortgage. Yeah, it serves oh, its purpose. It's I there see. to allow you to do renovations. On the completion of renovation, you get the long-term product, which is the mortgage. Okay. You then take over that existing loan. Okay. And then you're back down to your low rate. Okay. So the objective is you need to go in there, renovate as quickly as possible. I'm only on a bridge loan for like four months, five months max. Okay. Um, so it's not big, but it's still high interest rates. But like I said, the deal supports me being able to do that. So just to kind of finish off the numbers. So 260, 100 grand. Um, uh, what's it called? to develop the property furnishing costs is about to furnish the house again to my i, I do it to quite a high standard so like um talking about furniture beds wardrobes all that stuff we're talking about 12 to 15 grand um per property um usually so and then on the back end of the refinance that property got a 500 grand valuation so i was able to refinance pull majority of the money back out of the deal so let's say pull the money back out when you refinance obviously for existing loans will accumulate to a certain level and then wherever the surplus is, that's what gets returned to you. And obviously you've and maybe initially sunk, I don't know, 150 grand, but you might only get 80 grand back out on the refinance, mm. uh, which then means you've got whatever, whatever the number is, 70 grand um, left in the deal potentially. Now that's 70 grand, the only way to be able to basically receive that money back is through the rental income right. of the property. Okay. And just put into context, that property generates about two grand profit a month. So it's about four and a half um, in terms of rental income um, growth. In Coventry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. So average rent for my properties anyway is 550 to about 800 um, is what I would achieve. Per person? Yeah. Per and person. you have about six occupants in one? Yeah. The lowest I ever have is six, highest is eight. In uh, one house? Yeah. But again, so my, the way my, if you've seen my video on my YouTube, you can go check it out. I'll document everything um, literally from start to finish on how I developed the properties and everything. Okay. Okay. Um, but it, the, the, the rooms are large. Some rooms even have kitchen facilities. Okay. Um. So you yeah, get the bigger houses. Majority, like four of the rooms, will have its own kind of separate kitchen facilities. So not everyone's even having to need to use a kitchen facility downstairs. Right. Um. But again, I I I overdo it. I I still kind of create the house in a way whereby the house still accommodates eight people. If eight people need to use a kitchen space, they can all use that kitchen space efficiently. There's like eight ring hubs. There's two washing machines, two washing dryers. Right, you um, think everything through. Yeah, there's a lounge area, 15 inch TV screen uh, right. in the living room. So I try, I try and make it homely. I design them houses as nice as possible. Like I can live in my own rental properties. Like I'm not like one of those landlords that would never want to step do, in there. Do you live in one of your properties or do you rent? No, 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 no. Um, so I have my own home. Okay. Um, but yeah, so but what I'm trying to say is like, I've designed it in a way that I actually don't mind I, I can actually live if I wanted to take a room out of my property. Yeah, you could. I wouldn't mind living there because okay. it's down to a nice standard. It looks good. Um, the beds are super comfy. Like, I'm always jealous of this. I don't have those beds in my house. <laughs> but yeah. So I invest a lot into kind of creating a great product. And I believe yeah. by creating a great product, people pay you the price. Like people people pay for good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they see do. the quality, they see the yeah, service, they they'll they pay do. the price. Um, so I'm never worried about like when I first, first, Start to put his product out there for like, how are you achieving this rent? I'm like, well, I'm giving everyone a 32 inch smart TV. They're getting this king size beds. Yeah. Like, not, again, people normally give them a, a single bed or double. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. They're going to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. They've got a sofa in the room. They've got a kitchen facility. They've got a fridge freezer in the room, a cabinet space. Like, you're getting all these additional yeah. things you wouldn't get from another landlord. So, yeah. of course, you're going to pay them the premium. You're yeah. not just going to come and get the same price for something that you wouldn't get out in the market. For yeah, it. exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that's all it really is. 
Um, but obviously I've kind of, like I said, it's very like this podcast we're hour and 20 minutes in, but- I'm so like, oh, this is, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry about it's, this. It's, it's hard to kind of say every little detail. Uh, there's so many things we haven't covered and it's like, it's, it's literally yeah. impossible to, to cover um, all of it. Even okay. like deal structuring and there's like there's so much. Is it what about timing? Like now we're going through apparently a cost of living crisis, guys. Have you heard um, anyone say that? Um, cost of living <laughs> over and over again. So apparently we're going through that. Is now a good or bad time to invest, or does it not matter? From the point of view, if you're looking at like a long horizon, the answer is why the hell does it matter? Okay. Properties now are in the future are going to be worth more than they are now. So in general, so rents are going to be higher than they are now. So my opinion over a 10, 20 year horizon. Um, okay. With flip, flip, I would argue you gotta be careful um, because flipping, you're obviously buying a property with an intention to sell. Yeah. If you come on the back end of your project and you're trying to sell it and the market is tanked for whatever reason or potential buyers are not yeah. available to buy the property because whatever, at the moment, the government incentivizing them to be able to buy um, houses and stuff is it's kind of actually in favor of people wanting to sell, build and sell houses, uh, especially the stamp duty cats and stuff. Yeah. But, the point is, if for whatever reason the market doesn't support the sale, you need to make sure you can be able to get off your bridging loan. Yeah. Um, so you can be able to refinance a mortgage and rent yeah. it out and wait till the market strengthens again and then sell. Yeah. And that's, again, this is why the partnership thing. So imagine we've said we're going to do a 12, 12 month deal. Yeah. We've been partnered up, you put the money to the table, but we've got to 12 months or come to the end of trying to sell it and the market isn't great and we're not going to make the money we thought we were going to make. Yeah. So then now is the, the tough conversation as well. What are we gonna do? We're gonna before we sell it, make profit, fifty k, 25 k each, walk away. But now we need to refinance it because if we don't do it, we probably don't make we don't, we don't make even fifty k. We break even basically. Yeah. So are we gonna waste how many months we spent developing this? Yeah, you know it's, I mean? so it sounds like sorry, girls. I know that my girls are gonna be listening to this. That I'm in a. Oh, group is, it, is, it, is it me and a girl doing like, it? Like, I'm half sold. I'm no, 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 no. I, I, I'm already in a group chat, property sisters. But girls, we can just talk to each other. But it doesn't sound like it's a good idea to do the joint thing. No, you know, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's I'm not. So if, if, if so, someone asked this question. I think some guy came in the mastermind, wanted to kind of find out the mastermind. He had two other guys, so three of them in total, wanted to buy a house together. Like, okay, cool. What's the opportunity? If you guys aren't looking at doing something big, like drastically big, like in the millions, sorry guys, I know it might sound crazy to some people, but for me, partnerships- It doesn't make sense. I'm not doing any partnerships if the, if the opportunity is 100 million plus. I'm sorry, because I'm like, I don't need you. Because I, I truly believe there's abundance of money. Money is not a problem on this planet. We have too much money. There's more money than any other object that there is in this planet, facts. This is fact, this is a fact. There's more money available on this planet than there is any other object, car, vehicle, mm. whatever you want to, pick human beings even there's only, there's only 8 billion one person has 8 billion in the, in the, in the, <laughs> of net worth do you know what I mean so the point is yeah money isn't the problem so if you're going to get into partnerships for me the opportunity to be exciting enough it needs to be big enough that we all can profit we all can make money imagine buying a house mm. so what they all just talked about now is two grand if it's two people a grand each someone, someone could argue a grand four. each four people 500 pound each for the complications one person will pull out and it's not worth or it. they're not liking the way we're doing things it's or things it. aren't moving apart. Trust me, people people think it's a great idea when things are starting off and yeah. when it's all good. When everything's great, you're right. Easy. Do you know what you're right? When it's hard, that's why I'm like, if you're gonna get if you're gonna do a partnership, fine. Just sit down and be the most negative person. I've said this in the most polite way, but just being the most negative person possible in a sense, go through all the worst case scenarios. Yeah. In this event, what do we do? What's the, what's the solution? In this event, what do we do? What's the solution? Yeah. Because there's no point in talking about, oh, but when we, it's great. But we're not going to know though. But 
But that's what partnerships are. It's like a marriage. Yeah. You're not gonna just go get married to a stranger on the road. Yeah. You're not. You're gonna get to know this person, get to know yeah. like, feel like, can I live with this person? What's, how do they, what's their financial situation like? How do they manage money? Like all these play yeah. a factor into who you're gonna, in effect, be married to. So it's yeah, exactly. A partnership is like a marriage. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, just get in bed with anybody. No. No, you're right. So for me, if I'm gonna do partnerships, we have to, like one, opportunities be big enough. Two, we need to talk about the worst case scenarios. Like literally what? Yeah, what, yeah. You decide, you, you, you decide, so let's say we get into 50-50 partnership. Yeah. I start putting all the work in. You start feeling like, I start feeling like I'm doing the work, but you're not doing any work, but you're still getting 50% yeah. of what we're, we're building. Yeah. I'm now in disagreement, like, no, you don't, you don't, you don't deserve 50%. You should be down yeah. to 70, 70, 30. Yeah. You're yeah. like, no. Yeah, yeah. How do you deal with that? You can't, it's legal battle. You can't. Yeah, yeah. It sounds, and I like peace. I don't like problems. So, <laughs> so it sounds and, and, like. And another reason as well, that like, I'm, I'm big on like, not punished not punished at the moment is because I like speed and I want to be able to move quickly and make decisions quickly. I'm very quick with decisions. Some people are like, oh, we need to review the data. I'm like, listen, the data is here, bang, the solution, bang, let's yeah, move forward. Yeah, yeah. Someone wants to take a week to I'm like, don't have a week. Yeah. Make yeah, a decision yeah. right now. So for me, my ideal partner is someone as a silent partner. Yeah. All you're doing, all you are to me is a financial partner. Yeah, that's it. You trust Alfred with all the money, he's gonna go build and what the empire yeah. which you both benefit from. You just provide money. That's all you do. Is there a minimum amount that you look for from investors? Like, uh... It's grown over time. Obviously, I started small. I was doing five, 10 grand, then 10, 20, then 50. Um, but now it's like 50 grand is a minimum. Was, so, was, so so, someone said, okay, I've got 50 grand. Could you invest it for me? You'll take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You would? Yeah, of course I would. Why would I not? Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. so you heard that guy? If, 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 they got, if, they want, if they simply want a fixed return on their money, of course I would. Why would I not? How I long would it take? A year, two years? Dep- so this way it's open. Um, so like everyone, I don't, I don't go with my, dem- I can tell you my, what my demands are, what I want, but it's a, what works for you? What's in it for you? Situation. So what works for you? I.e. how many months are you comfortable with lending money? Cause this is money that is locked away. You can't touch. You can't call me Alfred or oh, Alfred, I've got crisis I need, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's money that you can survive without. Yeah. Literally. So the money's gone. You can tell me six months, you can tell me 12 months. Um, you might say a certain rate of return that you're looking for. Generally speaking, I'm offering about six to 10% per annum on, with my investors. And that is plenty, like it's, it's above what any ISO savings, whatever offers you in the market. You can mm. try and go do stocks and shares. But again, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. up and down. Do you have people that go out and speak to investors for you as well? No, not yet. So I will do, so the, like investor relationships, like investor relations. So on when I get to like bigger um, projects, so like, I haven't really said this publicly yet, but I'm also, well, it doesn't matter. Um, oh, I'm the first one to get a hair from my guys. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, literally, literally, so the idea is what I'm doing now, I'm going to, the harsh word is stop, stop what I'm doing, the current model I'm doing, is serve the purpose. I'll probably get to about 10 properties mm. and call it quits on that model. Then now moving forward, I want to deal with investors and this way is so sad, but I've been screaming to help people that I can, can put 20, 30, whatever grand into this type of deals. But the next type of deals we're doing, these are going to be like 10, 20, 30 million type of deals. So only ultra high net worths or high net worth individuals, sophisticated investors um, can invest in these type of deals under FCA. Cause at that point I'll be FCA approved. I can promote financial products. Mm. So I'll be, I'll be glossy brochure or we're buying a building in London, prime location. It's bringing an extra amount of money a month. You bring in money this time you're getting equity as well, as opposed to just a borrow money, you get a fixed yeah. return. So idea is you get a, what's it called? A, 
if well, we still get a fixed return, but now we have equity in this building. So like just putting content- So they make money long-term as well? Yeah, yeah, so the plan is like, it'll be like a fund. So the okay. fund could be for five, 10 years. Right. The idea of the fund will be, we wanted two X, three extra money over that cycle of the fund. Right, right, um, And on top of that, you own a piece of the property. So we all, right, we all, right. we all own a piece, obviously with the bank as well. So the bank might still own 60%, we own 40% of it right. as investors. And the promise is basically, I would manage the fund uh, to, to get to the end goal, which is we're going to try and exit the fund with your money doubled, tripled um, over the five to 10 year cycle of that fund. Got so it, it, that's what the ultra high net worth and stuff did. That's the stuff is in public. Like people kind of gets done in, in the background, but that's where the real money's made. Mm. Um, but again, not everybody can play that game, unfortunately. Mm. Um, literally the rules don't let you, which is so sad. So all the best deals out there that every, like all of us, average people, whatever, um, people in poverty, whatever, need to have access to, you can't have access to. Right now, but yeah. then like- Yeah, or if you, if you get some level, certain, certain level, of, level of net worth, you can, of course, but for the majority of people that actually need to be doing these type of deals, they can't get in those type of deals, unfortunately. So are you a millionaire then? On paper, yeah. Um, but I don't I don't see you, it. You don't, you don't say it or shout about it? Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm still broke. I'm showing my account now. My money comes in, like, I'm only sure, like, I don't see my money. Like, if you see that I have money sat there doing nothing, but no, like. Money moves around a lot. Yeah, because yeah. the way I see it is like, I need my money working hard. I need my money in assets. Cause I, I, I'm buying income producing assets. I wanna, I wanna buy stuff or put money into stuff that pro yeah. provides me money every single month. Yeah. Whether I, whether I do anything or don't do anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, that's the way I see it. And that's how I feel like, and that's, that's how the, how the ultra high net worths and stuff. That's how they play. They, if they have access to capital, and again, access to capital, people perceive that's money in the bank account, but it's not. To the high net worth individuals, access to capital is they have assets that they can go to a bank yeah. and say, oh, we've got two million pound or five million pound in this asset. We want to borrow money against this. Take a, take a charge, it's your security. Here's a property, yeah. take a charge on that. Give us the money, let's go do what we need to do. We yeah. make more money, come back, pay you out, and we've got back our assets. Yeah. So they have access as opposed to money just sat there. Like people probably think billionaires have billions sat in the bank account. They don't. No, they got. They they, they have they have access to billions. They can yeah. call up and, and arrange loans very quickly because they're worth yeah. that much money. But they they they're giving their assets as security to be able to unlock that lending, right. which then allows them to go and use that money to make more money. I see. And guess what? The thing that they're, they're doing brings in more money, which can pay back the, the loan they borrowed and regain control of the asset. So okay. So what's the so. I, I'm, I'm really bad. Usually I'm really good at wrapping up conversations, but my, my mind's going on and on and on. But I'm, I feel I'm like I've gone through controlled. so many- I, I know, I'm trying, I'm trying to be controlled in, in, my, in my questions, right? Yeah. So many. So one person asked me to ask you, is there a minimum, a minimum amount that they should start off with to join your network? No, from the point of view is I started off with, I, 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 I had some money, I had some, I was, I was a good job. I had some money around, but it was nothing major, like 10, 15 grand maybe at most around me. But the skill set, which allowed me to be able to scale and do more, mm. was being able to learn how to raise finance. Okay, so that's- So, so, that's, so the... that's what, in essence, you're gonna be learning in the network to be able to go out there. And I say to you, I don't care if you have a million pounds. I'm like, I could spend a million pounds. Give me a million pounds, I'll, I'll go and buy five million pounds worth of assets. Done, money's gone, I'm zero now. How, how, do, how do I do it? How, how do I- How do I do it again? Yeah, yeah, how do yeah, it again? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Unless you've got churns of money coming in all the time, then great, lucky you, but- if you don't, you haven't got access to capital and you're gonna to have to learn to raise finance. So you teach how to raise finance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, I, f I feel like this is 
great for even me or even like I'm going to be promoting this to everyone because I've had people ask me questions all the time is it worth joining these networks is it a scam is it this but I think you've explained it so well that like I'm sold <laughs> I hope so but a few people I'm like okay so I'm, I get, I get very mad and feel like oh this must be a scam must be a scam but I'm like okay your situation you're, you're clearly looking for something because you're not happy with your situation so if you can if you can physically see the person that's teaching or doing whatever, yeah. actively doing the thing, yeah, 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 and is making money. Then like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, like, yeah. At that point, it's now on you. Like you're limiting yourself from achieving the goals that you want to achieve because yeah, someone else is doing it. Yeah, I'm not. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not even a special individual. I'm no one special. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? I've I've just I'm just been dedicated, driven to want to do this because I know what it unlocks. Yeah, and 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 okay. that's it. So it's like people need to kind of get this whole mindset of oh. Everything that's out there, people are doing really well, must be a scam. They must be doing something. Must yeah, be something yeah, dodgy. yeah. No, Agreed. yeah. Don't get me wrong. The people out there doing something dodgy, but like I said, if you can see someone actively doing the thing that they're saying they're doing, mm. like seeing is believing, in my opinion. Um, I, at least enough, enough for me to want to take a step, mm-hmm. and that, that's all I need. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up with there's, there's like a couple. Oh, no, you've answered all these <laughs> questions. Um, one person says that um, would they use the right, sh- should they use the right, right to buy scheme to buy their parents' council flat um, or should they prioritise buying their own property first and why? Would you know that answer? Yeah, it's a, I, I say there's a per- personal preference because I, I can't tell you whether, to, whether buying a home is more important than you buying your council flat on the right to buy scheme. Um, both are, are are good, like literally, because I can I can... I can argue you can buy the, the right to buy property because you get discounts uh, on the property and, and if it's in London, even better. Um, so a great decision to buy the property, but an element is, or if you're in a situation where that serves you nothing, literally serves you apart from the discount and potentially seeing equity in the future, it's, it doesn't serve you. Like, hey, you've got kids, you've got family, you want to mm-hmm. now have your own space, mm-hmm. then obviously that takes a priority. So that yeah. you swing towards that way and buy your own home. Yeah. So it just depends where you are on your journey, how important it is for you to have your space. If you, want, if you don't care about that and you want to buy the house. Yeah. I know my cousin, he's he's in the process of buying um, the house that they've lived in. Yeah. Because um, like, yeah, I'm not really, I don't need to buy a house yet. I can buy a house in the yeah. future. I still have more money to buy my house later on. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, if you can do both, do both. It's okay. basically, it's, it's, it's the best answer, but okay. you have to pick the two, obviously, based on preference, what's, what's a priority to you, okay. what makes more sense. Um, in your current situation. Can people book you for one-to-one um, just consultations? How much do you charge for that? Just thousand pound an hour. <laughs> I was waiting for this reaction. So, yeah, sip, sip that. <laughs> just for so, those that are just listening, I just sipped my water because I don't think I heard correctly. You definitely heard correctly. She, 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 she wanted to give you more. The reason why. But um, it's free grand for the whole year to have access. So, 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 that, 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 but that's one to one. That's not one to one. Yeah, that's yeah. not one to one. That's a group conversation. That's a that's a. I feel so special then. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I see it is, I see my time as valuable. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna stop because every time I spend an hour speaking to somebody about their personal. Oh, thank version, you then. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So every time I do that, it's it's taking me away from my, what I want to achieve. I yeah. raise finance, do more deals, find the business to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking to my team, so. I'm going to try, and plus I, I spent, foul, I've documented this. I spent 25 yeah. grand to be in Mexico with Grant Cardone and his business partners on a two day, on a yacht somewhere and mastermind. That was two days, 25 grand gone. So like, 
I spend a lot of money acquiring information, spending time, yeah, effort, yeah, yeah, networks, yeah, yeah. being in certain rooms, acquiring information. I'm not just going to sit there and spend time with you. And yeah, it's all great wanting to help somebody out. I get that, yeah. but my time is valuable as well. So yeah, yeah. I need to charge your wife and my time is worth. I could, I could yeah. easily say 10 grand an hour. Yeah. Couldn't care less. That Grant guy, he charges 30 grand an hour to have a conversation. I think and by the way, you can't, book, you can't book one call. You have to book four. So it's 120 grand speed to him at a bare minimum. So let's put it into context. Like, again, so I'm, I'm around people that are really like making, like, he's a billionaire, but he, these guys are making serious money. So, and I'm, I'm trying to become a billionaire. So I'm trying to spend my time with people that are, are doing big yeah, deals, yeah, yeah. wanting partnerships to yeah. grow, empower each other. That's what I want to spend my time. So if I want to yeah. stop to do, and right now it's a grand, and the ne next year it might be two grand, it might be five grand an hour. So get him now before it's, he's it's start, it's start, before, it's, it's before he's thirty it's grand. Start, it started off, I think my lowest was maybe like a, maybe I think two hundred. It started at two hundred, went to two fifty, five hundred. Same as the mastermind. Mastermind. Some people got in really early. Like when I first first created, it was like forty seven pound a month. I used to do monthlies. Now no, there's no way in hell I'm even giving you access. And I'm not here to try and sell you anything. If you want to yeah. be great, be, be, be the network and make get results, you join. Because it's not a quick fix. It's not going to take a month. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to sell you. Or you're going to join my mastermind. And I'm going to make you a millionaire. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm, don't, I'm not going to sell you that. I could sell you that and get you in there and take your free grand. And but I'm not. I'm not that person. I am putting you into a group where you're going to be empowered to be able to make steps and not feel like you're stuck. Because that's what happens. You go on courses. You learn enough. But it's not enough to keep you moving forward. So you're yeah. stuck and now you're giving up because you haven't you're not you haven't got a network. You just went on a course. Yeah. So a course alone on itself is not enough, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it makes sense. And I think that you're obviously the value that you're exchanging for the amount of money you're asking for is worth it. And it, you could argue like maybe it's not worth a grand, but prices are made up literally price price yeah. is made up. Yeah. Um I'm just I'm just I know my value mm. and I just won't sorry conformity because someone needs help or whatever i'm here for it i'm um, here for it do you know what i mean because like i like don't get me right help people i'm very helpful i'm always going to see the best in people like i do all of that but your time but when it comes to business business is business like yeah. don't, don't come in oh friend or oh, a discount bro i'm like if i came to you i'm not i don't i wouldn't i'm literally asking what's your price i'm paying i've, 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 yeah. I've proven i've spent thousands yeah. i'm always a hundred thousand into personal development so i can speak because I spend yeah, that level yeah, of money yeah. in the first place. Yeah. I document, you see me. Like, I can't I can't be lying. So I went to, I tell you, there's a video of me on a yeah, yacht, yeah, the yeah. billionaire mastermind, like, yeah. you can't fake that. Yeah. So I had to, and you can go and look at the price. It says 25 grand, 25,000 dollars. Yeah. So for me fair. to be in that room, I have to clearly spend the money. So the point is just, just stop looking at the cost of what someone's charging you. Yeah. Look at the value you can get out of that opportunity. And that's it. That is a beautiful, beautiful note to end on. And also, like, thank you. No, Alfred, like, thank, like this has been, this is meant to be an hour podcast, you know, but, and I saw the time ticking and I'm going to have to pay for more studio time, but it's, it's worth it. It's investing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's okay because the information you were exchanging in this conversation was so valuable. I really appreciate it, especially because we don't really talk like that. And for you to, um, to be like, okay, do you know what? I'll come down. I'll do this for you. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it doesn't go unnoticed. I really, really appreciate it. No, it's all right. Like for me, I'm actually trying to empower people as well. So I'm always Thank like, you. I whenever I hear like someone trying to empower, I'm like, yeah, I'm down. Like, cause I just, I want people just, just, to just even just get a glimpse. Cause that's yeah. what, that's what I mean for me. I got a glimpse of that industry and, and, then the, yeah. and the wealth and just like, gee, for me, that was, that was my like light bulb moment. Light bulb moment. So for someone watching this, maybe my, that might be the, this, this might be me speaking and telling my experience. Yeah. Might be the light bulb moment gets them moving forward. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I'm hoping at least 
one person. No, honestly, Rough. and it aligns so well with like what we're trying to do at Black Create Connect, which is obviously creating opportunities and making sure you're connecting as well. Because I feel like that's how you grow and that's yeah. how we're going to be the best that we can be. So um, thank you. Just before you wrap up, like tell people where they can find you. I'm going to add all the links, by the way, to the description, but just... Yeah, so um, literally Instagram, I'm on, I'm on also to take every, all platforms, YouTube. YouTube is like for content around property projects I do, just documenting a lot of that, interviews, getting people that are, again, I'm trying to show people that look, I'm not the only one, here's another person who's yeah. done it, here's another person who's done it, so I'm documenting a lot of that as well on the channel. Um, and obviously Instagram is where I'm probably, I spend most of my time. Okay. So Instagram, Alpha Jade is my name, you can just type in Google, I might just search funny enough. <laughs> Find me in Google and you find. I'm Googleable. You can find. You can find all you need to find uh, yeah. about me on there. So yeah. Uh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for listening, everyone, to this podcast. Um, and yeah, connect with Alfred, and I will see you all on the next episode. Don't forget to share it, like, subscribe, all the rest of it. Take care. Bye.